0: listening to the Rick Z show. I'm your host Rick Z and on today's episode we have a world class film composer, Grammy award winner, Angelo Battalamenti and we'll get to all that in a minute, but first, we have a new producer. Yes, Rusty Johnson is gone. He has found greener pastures. He's got his own TV show he's working on and as much as I miss working with him and he was fantastic, I just think it's going to be bigger and better than ever before because we have another producer, Josie Grant. Josie, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Welcome to the team.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And by team, I mean me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a little background just for the audience, just so they know. You and I work together in a band called Nowhere at Home. Hopefully we will be guests on this very show at some point, promoting our own music. And also you have a new business that you opened called Board. Can you briefly tell us a little bit about that?
1: That is a business in Kingston on North Front Street. And we uh, have fun with cheese. We make cheese boards, we make grilled cheese, mac and cheese. We're also going to have a full coffee bar and beer, and uh very excited about
0: it. I'm excited about it, too, and I was lucky enough to be a guinea pig eating some of the grilled cheese before your business opened, and oh my gosh, I can't wait.
1: We're no longer letting guinea pigs inside. <laughs> huh.
0: <laughs> so answer me this. Where do you find time with all the other things that you do to be the producer of a podcast?
1: just prioritize my time on things that I'm passionate about, and I'm passionate about hospitality and helping people, and I'm very passionate about music, and that's why I think this is, I I will always make time for something like this, because I think it's important.
0: Thanks so much. I'm just thrilled to have you as, as part of the show.
1: I'm so
2: glad to be here.
0: Thank you. All right. On with the show. Angelo Badalamenti. Angelo was awarded the Grammy for Best Pop Instrumental Performance in 1990 for composing the theme to the popular TV series, Twin Peaks. He's been bestowed with many other accolades. He was given ASCAP's coveted Henry Mancini Award, very prestigious, and was even given the Lifetime Achievement Award by the World Soundtrack Awards. Not bad. He's also composed many scores for films, especially for David Lynch movies, such as Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, The Straight Story, Lost Highway, uh, Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire. I mean, the list goes on and on. A lot of great scores. Angelo couldn't be here with us this evening. I mean, nobody is with COVID but he's not even here over the phone. I'm not exactly sure why. It's okay, though. Some people are a little shy, or they don't like to be put on the spot. But he was nice enough to answer my questions and send files of his answers. I had some help with this from my good friend Dan D'Elia. Thank you, Dan, for your help. So without further ado, let's get to our first question. One of my favorite aspects of Angelo's scores is the vocals of Julie Cruz. I was curious about how their collaboration came about. Let's hear what Angelo had to say.
1: Okay, I'll give you the whole story on that. I was doing uh, a, a showcase a show uh, that I had written called "The Boys in the Live Country Band" down in the village, and it was perform- And we had, we had it performed, and Julie Cruz was one of the um, girls um, in the chorus, and I think she even had a, a song. Uh, uh, on her own to sing for the show, but she was a show singer with a, with a you know a big voice. And Julie and I, you know, became friends during the show. She came up to my office one day. I said, "Julie, do you know any friends of yours, maybe a girl singer, that uh, you know has a soft, a high register voice?" that could just sing so up there and so pure and sound and delicate. She says, well, I have a couple of girlfriends I can send to you. You know, you can listen to them and, and you know, hopefully it'll be someone that, that you like enough to record. I wasn't, you know, thinking about Julie at all because she was a show singer and she's to sing like Ethel Merman, you know, with the big voice. She didn't think about herself at all. In any case, she sent op- over one or two girls, none of the two girls worked out for me. And uh, I told Julie, Julie, you know, these girls are not working. She said, well, Angela, I-, I could try singing that Mysteries of Love song uh, the way you like it, with a high, I said, really, Julie? I said, all right. Uh, she said, let me go work on it, and and I'll come back in a couple of days. And she did that, and she came back and, She opened up her mouth. Sometimes the wind blows, and you and I flow, just so beautiful, like an angel. I gotta tell you, it was love at first sound. (laughs) I tell Julie, it was love at first sound. I said, "Oh my God, Julie, that's fantastic. Let's let's just do a demo, and I'll send it to David." We did a demo. Julie singing. David heard it and he flipped out. Loved it. And that that was the, you know, a whole start uh, of of Julie and the rest is history with her floating to the night album and the second album, a treasure, and love her very much.
0: As a film composer, do you think visually when you write?
1: Yes, uh, I do think visually. Um, I'll look at the particular you know, cue that has to be done. And I'll, I'll look at it over and over and over without doing any, any composing at all at first. And then I kind of memorize visually what that whole scene is and, and a feeling of the pacing of it. And what I do when I compose, I sit at a keyboard and I close my eyes. I close my eyes and I start playing and I'm seeing that whole cue, I see that whole cue and I play music that that to me works for, for that particular scene. I just also want you to know with David, as I told you, it's a little different because all the projects we've done, he would sit next to me at a keyboard and then he would just speak and describe a scene. So his words would then inspire me to do it for the other directors, that's how how i i did it
0: as i said before angelo has composed some wonderful scores for films but i'm wondering if it's very different composing for television
1: well yes i mean for me especially the big difference is in television you you have a you know a series with the same thick out characters and and they go on with each episode and to me it's it's so important you know to work on themes that relate to each character. So they all have their their own sound and everything about that. So basically, really, that to me is the big difference in, in composing for the, for the film. You know, you're not, not thinking so much as character related because the characters don't come up that often. That's really the only difference.
0: Have you ever used music for a film that you intended for something else? Angelo?
1: No. cents cents is your answer there. Uh, With all the films I've done, I mean, I think I have some 50-odd feature films that I've done and, you know, the various television things. Have I ever, you know, brought or needed music that I've written in the past and inserted in a film? Once again, that answer is no. Uh, I think with all the 50 films, etc., and all my other projects... Uh, I may have found one or two pieces uh, that I had written early on and say, oh, my God, that, this is going to work in that place. So if that's your answer. Uh, I try to keep everything original.
0: Personally, some of my favorite composers are Italian composers because they're the most demonstrative. They're the most emotional. Uh, guys like Paganini and Verdi and Puccini. These are guys that I love. I'm Italian, I know that Angelo is Italian. I'm wondering if they've had an influence on some of his, I don't know, more emotional scores. For example, Wild at Heart is a very emotional score, I think. What do you think, Angelo? You like
1: those guys? Hey man, I'm Italian, (laughs) and Sicilian at that. Uh, Absolutely, you know, I've been influenced by these composers growing up uh, as a kid in my grandfather's house, he would be playing every Sunday after lunch. We would turn on his Victrola and play the operas, Puccini and Verdi and Mascagni, etc., etc. And even as a kid, every Sunday, I would be sitting there along with my uncles, who were forced to listen to all of this music uh, as well, except that they did finally love it all. And my grandfather would be sitting there with tears in his eyes, listening to the great arias of Puccini in particular, with tears in his eyes, and with the help of a big bottle of wine at his side. So am I influenced? Yes, I guess I am, but I hopefully have a, a little bit of that and also a little bit of my own identity.
0: I hear some very distinct jazz elements in Angelo's scores. I'm very curious to know how much jazz influenced some of Angelo's scores.
1: As a kid, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, my older brother, Steve, who was seven years, you know, older than me, and he was a jazz trumpet player, you know, in the style of, of bebop. He was fantastic, brilliant talent. Uh, Steve would have friends uh, who, who, you know, played other instruments that, you know, played uh, a jazz as well. They would come to my home just about every Sunday Every Sunday my mother would make oh, these musicians that came over beautiful Italian lunch and then they would go into the basement and, and jam and, and, and I would always go down there and sit and listen so obviously you know the, the, that music was deep inside my, my soul through the years and I did have a, an understanding of it I could play you know the piano and do some of that playing as well you know that's really the whole, the whole story
0: Anyone that knows me knows what a huge fan I am of David Lynch films. My introduction to Angelo's music was through one of David Lynch's films, Blue Velvet. I believe that was their first collaboration. Angelo, how did you meet David Lynch? And how did you guys collaborate so successfully over the years?
1: Well, um, it all started uh, with Blue Velvet. A friend of mine, Peter Runflo and Fred Caruso, uh, Fred being the uh, producer for Dino De Laurentiis, Uh, called and asked me to work with Isabella Rossellini to help coach her with her vocal on the titled song Blue Velvet, which David needed to shoot a club club scene with her singing. Well, I agreed to work with her and then Fred asked me if I could write an original song for the movie to replace a recording that David wanted to use was a bit expensive for the producer to secure all the rights. So I said, yeah, I I think I could, but uh, since I'm just a music writer, I would need someone uh, to write a lyric. And I I recommended that the director of the movie, David Lynch, ask him to write a lyric, a title, and just give me a few lines. And that would be enough for me to get a handle on the song, and then we can go from there. You know, also David wrote the book and lived with this property for a long time, and it made sense that he knew uh, what that song should be. Besides, it's not a bad idea for a music writer to make a, a director your partn- partner. <laughs> anyway, Fred asked David about this, and David thought that it was preposterous, a preposterous idea, but reluctantly agreed to do it just to pacify the producer for the moment uh, as he could agree to do it, but then he would have the option to turn it down and use the song that he really wanted, which I'm sure he was certain he would do. I was in New York, and Isabella Rossellini came to a recording studio in New York from Wil- Wilmington, where she was uh, shooting, and we would record the song Blue Velvet. The Bobby Vinton song, and she handed me a small piece of yellow paper that David asked her to give to me. It had words on it, and on the top was the title, "Mysteries of Love." I read it through, and it wasn't a lyric in the traditional sense. It had no rhyme scheme, no song hook to latch onto, no verse, chorus, etc., etc. What am I going to do with this? There's, there's no song here and, and, and I was really very sorry that I asked David to write a lyric so what did I do I did anything a Brooklyn born street streetwise kid would do and I called David on the phone and said hey David what a great lyric uh, it's really something and then I followed that up with saying you know really what kind of music do you hear for this and he said, oh, Angelo, just make it like the wind, like a, like a song that just runs through time, like an angel singing, like soft waves of, a, of an ocean, cosmic. And I said, oh, 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 I understand. Of course, at the time, I didn't really at all. But, but I worked on something, and obviously it was just what the doctor ordered as it turned out to be an important song for Blue Velvet and and I never, by the way, changed a single word of his lyric. At home I have that uh, lyric that he uh, wrote out and I have her framed because that Mysteries of Love song uh, was really the start of something, you know, of this whole collaboration. So then I also I coaxed David to write me a whole bunch of lyrics and we were off to the races collaborating on all these songs and with the success of them, I'm sure it was encouraging and it opened up this whole new world of music for David, which he loves so much. That, that's how it all started. So
0: let's play that great song, Mysteries of Love. Music by Angelo Balamenti, lyrics by David Lynch, and the beautiful angelic vocals of Julie Cruz. Take a listen. What a thrill it's been to have Angelo Badalamenti on the Rick Z Show this week. I'm not just blowing smoke, but Angelo is my favorite film composer of all time. I love film composers. I love Hans Zimmer and, and Jerry Goldsmith and James Horner and Thomas Newman. There's so many that I love, but Angelo is my favorite. So this has been a true pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Mr. Badalamenti.
1: Uh, it was a pleasure doing this for you. Oh, let me wind this up with a wonderful anecdote. And I'm going to give you that uh, Twin Peaks, uh, my favorite anecdote about Twin Peaks. Okay, so here's the story. I get a phone call from Paul McCartney's uh, office saying, Oh, Angelo, Paul would love for you to get on a plane and come out here and come to the Abbey Road Studios and, and work with Paul on a project that he's working on. And Paul really wants your input kind of music. You know, you're writing even for Twin Peaks and other stuff that he loves so much and wants to integrate that in his project. And can you come out, you know, tomorrow? And I said, no, I, I can't do it. Uh, I'm working on a movie score. Uh, you know, I've got a tight schedule and it's going to take a long time to fly out, a long time to fly back. I can't do it. And they said, oh, we're well, so sorry to hear that. So then 10 minutes to hang up and 10 minutes later... The phone rings again, and the office, oh, Angelo, Paul said he understands your time problem, and he can help you, you know, uh, time-wise uh, by, by, by sending you a round-trip Concord ticket. <laughs> Concord. So, my goodness, a Concord ticket, let's see, instead of going eight hours, eight hours, I'm going like maybe two hours. <clears throat> so I said, okay, have him send it. <laughs> so Paul sent, sent me a round-trip Concord ticket. I went out to London went to the Abbey Road studios met with Paul and where uh, he had uh, an orchestra in the place I had uh, done some orchestration uh, on the plane for him going over so I had the music and then as I'm rehearsing the orchestra uh, Paul comes over and says uh, he comes over to the conductor's stand and says Angelo you know stop everything sounds fine let me just tell you this little story he said I was invited by the Queen to help celebrate her birthday at Buckingham Palace and I was gonna perform 40 minutes of my music for her so now I'm there very excited about doing it and I'm about to go on and the Queen comes over to me and she says oh mr. McCartney uh, 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 it was so nice to see you tonight and Paul says oh well your highness very nice seeing you of course but I'm gonna go now and perform my music to help celebrate your birthday. And she says, oh, um, Mr. McCartney, I'm so sorry. I can't stay. And Paul said, "Uh uh-oh, uh go. She says, oh, don't you see, Mr. McCartney? And she pointed her finger at her watch. And she said, it's five minutes of eight. I must go upstairs and watch Twin Peaks. (laughs) And Paul turned and he gave me a shot on my left arm. And uh, by the way, uh, guys uh, and ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm still black and blue. Anyway, that's the best.
0: That is the best. What a great way to end. And by the way, before we get out of here, I just want to say that Angelo's daughter, Danielle Badalamenti, who is a great artist, designed the cover of my last album. It's an album by a group called Otis and Melvin, entitled High on Cake. And what a fantastic job she did. So thank you, Danielle. What a talented family. Why don't we play the Grammy Award winning theme to Twin Peaks to take us out? Hit it. You've been listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, produced and engineered every week by Josie Grant. That's you, Josie. That's me. We'd love it if you'd come back next week and listen in. We'll see you then.